The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherded Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherded Work is sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to the Shepherd of Work, Mark Goldstein, as always in the studio with the handsome Mike Gillen. Oh my word, it started already. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of ours, David Hill uh, from Iron Man, introduced us to Greg Snyder. And That's he says, right. you need to interview him. Boy, was he right. He was right. You interviewed Greg, uh, and he was on Monday. And folks, if you missed that Monday show, Afternoons with Mike, it's on the podcast, on our website, on any of your favorite podcast platforms. But, the, Mike, you and our guest, Greg Snyder, covered a ton of information. Thing is, there's one thing that Greg uh, does, or he's a proponent of, that really got my antennas going up. That's right. It's the word rewirement. And now uh, you and I are up past when we initially got Medicare. I'm rewired. So yeah, yeah. it got my attention because the reality is there's a lot of men, women too, out there. They get to a certain age and they're lost. They don't know what to do. Their identity has been in their career and it, it, it's gone or they're feeling guilty because now they're doing leisure all the time. Our guest, Greg Snyder, went through that himself and has a great, uh, philosophy and a great way of encouraging people I agree. that it isn't over. So Greg, welcome to our show. It's good to be back today. And sorry for the long winded introduction. Oh, no, it's, it, this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart. But so, so tell me, give us an idea. You were a 40 year at Siemens. Yeah. So fill in the blanks and what got you to this angst for rewirement? Yeah. So I would say the first 30 years of my career at Siemens, I was pretty focused strictly on growing the business and the teams that, that were that working with me and uh, just the, the business side of life. And in the last 10 years, I got more and more involved. I think it's probably triggered by mentoring. I, I got to mentor what I call the kids, which were the, the trainees or the, uh, the, the folks that were just joining the company. And, and I really enjoyed the mentoring aspect. And then every now and then I'd have somebody uh, come in and say, hey, I'd like your advice on this. Uh, and it was outside of work topics. This I've kind mm -hmm. of looked at your life and the way you do things and uh, your morals, ethics, uh, just your reputation. So uh, you can be trusted. And I've got a, a tough, tough topic that I'd like to discuss with you. So I enjoyed that piece of mentoring. Then I figured, how do I expand this mentoring or how do I plug into other people's lives um, and especially in my group, because I led a very, very large sales organization. And, and in sales, in the, the kind of, uh, of, of equipment and services we sold, it's a pretty intense business. I mean, we're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars on a regular basis, uh, billions in some cases. And, and so there was a ton of stress. And, and people did not have a good work-life balance. And the first person that did not have a good work-life balance was myself. 
So I started thinking, how do I help my team and people in and around um, my team and myself with this life balance issue? And I started listening to podcasts. Andy Stanley had some really good stuff on it. And, and then uh, I kind of married that with mentoring. And lo and behold, I said, you know, I need to be strategic in this. How, how do I bring my faith, my desire to help others into the workplace? So, Greg, how did that manifest in your life? I think the, the neatest thing that kind of evolved from this was something I called Breakfast with the Boss. And this was a, an optional breakfast because I worked for a secular company. But when I had my team together annually, I had a breakfast, an optional breakfast um, at our regional meetings. Uh, and I talked about hard life topics like balance was obviously a key one. Uh, we're living in the sales world. You'll be tempted to maybe cut corners or uh, maybe not tell the customer the bad news or the good news in a certain way. So I talked about morals and ethics talked about the importance of generosity in life. So I talked about these life issues uh, at an optional breakfast before we got into the business side. And it started out with just a, a small group of 20 the first time I did it. And then the word got around that this executive in our group here that talks about hard life stuff is really interesting. So the next time I did it, there was 30. Next time I did it, there was 50. And I think, I think I did it four or five times. The last time I did it, Standing room only, people from outside my group were asking to join, ran out of food. <laughs> it was awesome. So I started in kind of incorporating my faith, my struggles in life, and um, in my morals, ethics, balance, everything that I had been learning you know, in my career and in my life into the workplace in a, in a more deliberate and strategic manner. How long did you do that? I did it over five years. So it was the last five years of my career. So at, at the end of the, the, going on five years, how many were showing up for it then? Oh, I had a group that of about 60 that worked for me. I had probably 55 of the 60. And then I had 10 people that were outside our group that were there doing presentations or whatever. We didn't do it here in Orlando. We had it. My, most of my, uh, my, my group was uh, outside of the, outside of the, the Orlando area. So we ended up with 60, 65 people. So. I know a lot of times people are at that point and then they leave the company and they see consultancy written all over it. Let's just move it on. But it's interesting. You have the title today, uh, advocate for kingdom missions. So when you left Siemens, how did that then continue? Well, even before I left Siemens, I had with the help of my wife and daughter, a little bit of experience in missions. Um, my wife went to Guatemala, Prince of Peace Home for Girls in Guatemala, to help there with a church group. And then shortly after that, maybe a year later, when our daughter was the ripe age of 10 or 11, she decided she wanted to go to Guatemala. And then, uh, as I shared with Mike, uh, I was kind of a late bloomer in this area. And I went a couple of years later to see what my ladies were up to. <laughs> so I, I had an inkling of uh, what what you know kingdom work might look like. And I was pretty involved in, in church work as well, but nothing strategic. So when I left Siemens, um, I think about how do I balance my life in this season and, and how do I incorporate kingdom work a, as part of that, um, that, that plan? So in that balance, uh, I'm assuming that you still 
had a desire to work and maybe needed to work. I don't know. But then how did you then balance the working and then what you were just doing to give away or permission? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, David Hill, we've mentioned uh, Iron Man of God, uh, Integrated Wealth Solutions. Uh, I, I was a client of his. We're friends, good personal friends as well. And he, and he I think he came up with the term rewirement. Uh, we were, we debate on where we got it. And, and I've seen stuff on the internet with that phrase, but it's not in respect to kind of retiring with purpose, which is what the whole premise is uh, around rewirement. So we came up with the term rewirement and we started thinking about it. And I'm an engineering guy, so I want to have it planned out. Um, so I thought, you know, a, kind of a neat balance would be a third in business consulting, energy consulting, because I have deep knowledge in this and it's probably still valuable to a customer base, which I thought. And then a third doing kingdom work. And I didn't know what that would exactly look like when I retired. And then a third traditional fun family fishing stuff. Um, and, and so that kind of was my thought. And uh, I had a little bit of kind of planning involved with uh, Bob Buford's book, Halftime. I'd had sure. read that a couple of years beforehand. And he's pretty organized in, in his thoughts there too. So I said, okay, let's try a third, a third, a third in my rewirement and, and then see where it goes. Isn't it interesting, Mike, that uh, in Ecclesiastes, uh, Solomon talks about the strand of three that can't be broken. Mm. And it sounds like you have that strand of three to keep a healthy post-retirement life. Yeah, there's a lot of good things that come in threes, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did. And, and it, it just kind of happened and and whether it was prompted by the holy spirit or just kind of happened i don't know uh, i'm thinking it was probably the holy spirit helping me guide through uh this season of life and and the cool part is i'm kind of passionate about helping others do the same thing now we're going to talk about specifically um some of the things you're involved in now and some tips on how people can make adjustments, and then finally how they can contact you. Let's go ahead and give that out now, and then we can do it at the end of, of the next break. Uh, Greg, if somebody wanted to contact you, learn more about rewirement or anything that you're dealing with, how do they contact you? Sure. There's a couple of ways of doing it. Uh, I actually have a very basic website, myrewirement.org. My mm-hmm. So you can go there and there'll be resources there. It's got a blog about kind of lessons learned and the key ministries that I've been involved with. So that's one thing. Or you can uh, you can just drop me an email, in my personal email, and I'd be happy to talk to you. To you. It's Greg Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, 77 at gmail.com. And 77 was the year you graduated college. It is. <laughs> Numbers always have a, a, some significance there. We are talking with Greg Snyder, who is a, and I love this term, he is an advocate for kingdom missions. We're going to actually learn about that a little bit more when we come back from the break and talk a little bit more about rewirement. Uh, Again, Mark Goldstein in the studio with Mike Gillen and our guest Greg Snyder. We'll be back right after these messages. 
If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Hey, this is Mike Gilland, Operations Manager at the Shepherd Radio Network with a special invitation for you to join me daily, Monday through Friday for my show, Afternoons with Mike. Our show is aired at 3.05 p.m. and replayed twice. First, the same night at 9.05 p.m., then the next morning at 10.05 a.m. It's my privilege to have a wide variety of guests on my show, ranging from senators to pastors, celebrities to singers and businessmen and women. The common thread to each episode is our goal to look at life through the lens of a biblical worldview. You can listen on air to any of the three Shepherd stations in Florida. Plus, you can listen online at our homepage, theshepherdradio.com. Listen on demand to our podcast, available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. All you have to do is use the search phrase, Afternoons with Mike. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And you're listening to The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein still in the studio with Mike Gillen and still have our guest, Greg Snyder. And we're talking about rewirement. And Greg, you shared with us how you kind of got to that point and, and you know, things that are happening in your life. So you retire from Siemens. Uh, walk us through how uh, rewirement has been manifest in, in your life. Some things you're involved with. Yeah, so... As I started processing and working through this idea of rewirement, I started talking to men's groups, um, mostly men's groups because men don't retire well. A lot of them mm. don't. Women are more relational, uh, so they do a better job at this. And, and I talked to men's groups. I talked to church groups, talked to civics groups. I even did a seminar at NASA. So mm. it was kind of fun talking about this. And the first question I asked people is, uh, how many of you have a financial plan for, for retirement? And pretty much everybody puts their hand up and says, how many of you have a relational plan for rewirement? Everybody Ooh, good looks question. Like, Ooh, yeah. Nobody puts their hand up. And then how many of you are retiring to something? And then a handful of people put their hand up and say, okay, well, there is clearly an opportunity here to share some of my experiences. Because when I left Siemens, the first thing that really hit me Mark, was the fact that so few of my relationships carried over uh, to my rewirement phase. Wow. And I, you know, I was a very integral part of a lot of people's lives on the work side, and maybe three or four of those relationships survived. I think a lot of us can say the same thing. So I wanted to help people unpack that a little bit and, and, and have people prepare for that. So. Mm-hmm. 
I said, you, when you get ready to retire and, and, and I talked, I talked about my, I talk about my third, a third, a third, but some people may not have an opportunity to be in the business world of consulting. Some people may have uh, family obligations that uh, are very, very important and make that last third, maybe half of their life. Mm -hmm. So I, I always, I always caution people that a third, a third, a third is, is the kind of the equation for Greg Snyder. But I think maybe it, some kind of mix of components of something that use your business skills could be mentoring, could be paid consulting, could be on board work, could be volunteers at nonprofit using your business skills in the 30 or 40 years, your, your career involved, then do something for the kingdom, use those skills kingdom wide. Uh, and then finally, I mean, you have worked hard for 30, 40, 50 years, and, and it's good to unwind a little bit. Do that with family. Do that with a, a hobby. Uh, do that with anything that kind of drives you. Yeah, I think that one of the things we forget, and Mike, I know you're passionate about this too, is the fact that um, just because you retire doesn't mean that you're not needed. I mean, look at the years of experience that we have that if we don't pour it into others, it, it's wasted. And uh, so oftentimes we forget that we're, we can easily be mentors and really pour into the kingdom that way. And we're wired for that, as both of you guys know. I mean, there's so many stories of men, in some cases women, that retire from their secular job of whatever year, a number of decades, and they literally die within a year or two or three years That's of their right. health goes it's, it's horrible because I, I believe we're all wired for purpose. And, and if you lose that purpose, you lose that reason to get up, that you lose that mental stimulation, that, that spirit led inspiration, then you've lost purpose and, and your body responds accordingly. Like, okay, I'm shutting down. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Mm. Uh, and, and, and the, the situation of physical health, um, the, the, the level of depression in men that have recently retired is, is incredibly high for men that don't rewire or retire to something. It's in excess of 60%. This thing of keeping your priorities straight is not going to happen all by itself. Our culture does not care about whether you burn out on the job or not. So if we're going to be rewired, it's going to be intentional. We're going to have to catch the value and work toward that and instill that in our life because your job just inherently is going to let you burn yourself out. Corporations aren't bad. That's their job. I mean, we're trying to get the most value and create the most, most uh, whether it's sales or equipment or services. And that's the nature of a corporation to suck all the energy and your skills out of you. But when that goes away, then you need to, f you need to fill that with other things. I was uh, thinking as you were talking a bit ago, Mike, the fact that uh, you look at Israel when they had come out of Egypt and everybody knew the story. And then a generation died off and fewer knew the story. And then a generation died off and a few because the story wasn't being told. So by the time you get to Exodus one, from Exodus one to the end of judges, that the story stopped being told and it was a generational thing. And I think that's the same with us. As long as we're rewired and, and fulfilling, we're kind of filling ministering top down. Yeah. And I think that's neat. Then you see how God points you in directions that maybe you hadn't envisioned. <laughs> As I talked to, to Mike about earlier, 
Uh, if you'd it told me as I was getting ready to retire Rewire that I would be involved in co-founding an, an alliance to fight human trafficking in Orlando, I would have like, what? I don't know anything about human trafficking. Or, or that I'd be deeply involved with fighting hunger in, in Malawi, Africa. I'm like, what? I don't know much about Malawi, Africa. Or, or some of these other things. And so and that's the kind of the neat part is you, you just keep your, your heart open and your eyes and ears open for opportunities that come your way that you can use those skills and, and, and make a difference in people's lives in and around your community or in and around the world. And the show you did with Mike on Monday that everybody can still hear on the podcast, um, you fleshed out the different ministries you're involved in. Uh, for now, explain to us how you got involved in the specific, the, the human trafficking, the feeding in Africa. That yeah. seems kind of disjointed from a guy it, it, living in Orlando. Yeah, the, both were actually. I didn't, one, I know, didn't know there was a problem of human trafficking in Orlando, uh, and I didn't know just how much of an impact you could make from Orlando into uh, the farms and fields of Malawi, Africa. So uh, the the trafficking piece was a, a kind of a neat God story. As I was walking out of a of a conference down in uh, down by uh, in Disney area about men and women that had made a difference in the world as individuals, and there was a neat. Uh, presentation by a, a gal named Heather that started this group called Safe in Washington, and it was an alliance of nonprofits and law enforcement and businesses in uh, in Washington State to fight human trafficking. And I love the business concept of an alliance because in, in business we did that at Siemens all the time. We did joint ventures with construction companies or even other technology groups, but I'd not never heard of that in the nonprofit world. And as we investigated, it wasn't being done much. So I, I like the business concept, and then you. Combine that with learning that uh, human trafficking was such a big issue here in Orlando. Uh, third, state of Florida is the third worst state in the United States for trafficking. That's amazing. From, from the hotline results. And, and Orlando is thought to be the third worst city in the United States on a per capita basis for trafficking. So I learned how bad it was here and this kind of neat business model. And the, myself and two two uh, friends that I didn't know were going to be at the conference were walking on this little workshop and we said you know somebody needs to do something about this <laughs> and <laughs> you know how this ends we looked around there wasn't anybody there and we went oh my gosh uh i'm i guess if somebody needs to do something about this that that would be us and if we're going to do this then we need a whole lot of doors open since we do not know doodly about human trafficking <laughs> and lo and behold here we are uh Three years later, we have 60 Alliance members. We have all major law enforcement groups in Orlando, in the Orlando area. Um, we have Homeland Security involved. We have 25 nonprofits fighting human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And we have something that's unique that's not done in Washington is we have, uh, as an integral part of the Alliance, is the church. Mm -hmm. Washington State had little or no support from the church out there. They had businesses. We have almost all of our support is from churches, as we want to expand, we obviously would like to get the business community involved as well. So take a minute and tell us about Africa. How'd you get involved? So there? Africa was a, a pastor friend of mine called me and said, Hey, I know you're retiring. You have all this extra time on your hands. There is a neat nonprofit started here in Orlando, actually in Winter Park, that um, has designed and builds this neat little hand pump that costs like $100 or a little less and, and a windmill that costs a couple thousand dollars. It takes 
the season of hunger, and I'll explain what that is, out of, um, out of Malawi. What I mean by that is right now there's a wet season and a dry season, and then at the end of roughly 10 months or so, most farmers in Malawi run out of food. Okay. So they call that the season of hunger. So this neat organization here in Winter Park uh, designed this equipment, and uh, we fund it through resources here in the Orlando area for the most part and a few places around the U.S. and the world. And together we are equipping farmers with irrigation equipment that removes the season of hunger from their lives. So in about 30 seconds, Greg, explain to our audience, as they're looking at this season of life, give them marching orders of what to do, how to do it, what to look at, how to consider. Sure. So, I mean, obviously the first thing to do is, is pray about what you want, what you think God wants you to do. And then examine your skills. Where are you gifted? Mm, and yeah. where can you apply that into the kingdom work? And that includes your family. So I would say, look at your skill set, look at, at maybe passions of yours, things that are, are embedded into your heart. How can you apply your skills in those areas and make sure you're pouring into your family and people around you? Cause that's what we're called to do. That is fantastic. So if you want to reach Greg, learn more about re- requirement, everything else Greg is doing, give us your contact information. Yeah. Let me, yeah. let me give you a couple of things. Let me, uh, my email is Greg Snyder 77 at gmail.com. My website is my my rewirement.org. You can get a hold of safecentralflorida.com or africawindmill.org. Greg, thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Mike, we'll be here next week for another episode of The Shepherd at Work. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.